Energizing audiences and shaping brand stories is at the heart of what we do at Brannigan. But that's only the tip of the iceberg. Whether we've partnered with a Fortune 500 company or a startup, we're in the business of identifying and communicating our clients' messaging and needs. On today's episode of the Brannigan Podcast, we're sitting down with Ashley Rabluski, Senior Account Director, and Emma Wallow, Account Director, to learn more about the strategic thinking and collaborative nature behind Brannigan's communications team. Here's the conversation. Welcome to the Brannigan Podcast. Today, we'll get to know two women on our team with a passion for building lasting client relationships and for telling these clients' stories, whether internally to their employees or externally to their audiences. So I'll kick off the conversation by having them go around and introduce themselves along with their roles on Brannigan's communications team. Hi, I'm Ashley Robluski, Senior Account Director of our Strategic Communications Business Unit at Brannigan. And I am Emma Wallow, Account Director of, as part of our Strategic Communications Business Unit. Thanks for joining us today, ladies. Today, we are going to talk, first of all, we're just going to introduce the communications team to our audience today. And we're going we're gonna to start it off just by talking about the obvious. 2020 has required changes in the ways that we communicate with one another. So it's not a surprise that companies have had to communicate with employees and their external audiences differently as well. So what are some of the trends that you've seen just amidst this changing landscape over the last nine months now? That's a good question. And I think, you know, one place, you know, I think there's a lot of ways you can take that because as part of the strategic communications team, we've, we focus on a lot of different aspects of communication. Um, it's not really limited to one lane, but if you're, you know, thinking through one tactical area that 2020 has really impacted, I would say a, a natural place to start would be media relations and a lot of the planning and thought process that goes into that. You know, media relations is a, a, a strategy and a tactic that we use to help our clients communicate stories, communicate their messaging um, by reaching out to different media contacts and using that as a conduit to get information out into the world. Um, and just with, you know, everything that happened this year, a lot of considerations were just heightened with, with the way that that process works and how we, we interact with, with the media in that way. And one example of that would just be, you know, ongoing news cycle considerations is something that we build into our planning um, and really think through as far as what's the right time to share news. How do we, how do we either fit into news that's already taking place on a national or local level, or how do we you know, break through knowing that there's different news happening all the time. And, you know, in 2020, it felt like there was something newsworthy happening every single day. And so it got to the point where, you know, you, you just have to realize that, you know, there's just so much to consider as far as timing goes and, and how to, to strategically tell your story, how to tell your story in a way that is mindful of the other things going on as well, I think is a big piece of it. But that was, you know, it's definitely been a good reminder of the importance of that and how to you know, just be adaptable in light of all of those different events that are happening and then that consideration overall. Mm -hmm. I'll echo what Emma said. I mean, in PR, we know that we have to work quickly and a lot of times you have to pivot quickly depending on what's on the news cycle. And Emma brought up a great point that every day there was something new um, happening that our team had to really focus on making sure that with our clients and the media relations we do for them, that we were really meeting consumers and their audiences where they were. So for example, 
we have a Fortune 500 financial services client that we work with, one of our, our anchor clients. And when COVID-19 started and there were economic repercussions, one of the things we found that their clientele were going to need to know was how does this affect me? How does this affect my finances? So really working to pivot and work with their financial advisors to give real-time information um, and discuss, you know, some of that thought leadership with the media was super important, you know, making sure we're on top of how does this affect small business owners and PPP loans and, you know, what you should be doing if you didn't have a long-term financial plan, you should probably sit down and rethink that. So really making sure that you're in tune with what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think on the internal side of things, just as far as how we work with, with some of our clients who are communicating on an ongoing basis to their employees or their sales teams or whoever they're, you know, focused on having those internal touch points with, it just became increase it's always important to obviously be communicating with your employees but it became increasingly so just to be communicating whether it be safety guidelines in relation to the pandemic or um you know information in, in reaction to different events taking place in the world and and just making sure to have that ongoing dialogue in reaction to all of the different things that were happening we just saw that definitely be heightened whether that be increases in the number of communications going out or just you know different ways of thinking about how to get information in front of people knowing that a lot of the information that was being communicated this year to employees was really really important from not only an organizational standpoint but like from a more macro standpoint about what's taking place in the world and and just you know helping helping employees navigate that essentially both at work and you know in their personal lives yeah, and in my time, I mean, working at Brannigan, but also, you know, just in my career, I feel like this year has been, for good reason, a year when there has been from current clients as well as prospective clients that need for an internal communication strategy and internal communication support, I feel, has just skyrocketed this, this year and what our team has focused on and you know, Emma said, it's about keeping people informed, especially when there are, you know, health and safety things. But also when you have so many people working from home, you have so many companies who had to go virtual and people are at home. They're not in, you know, their building space where they are their office that they go in day to day. So it was about keeping employees informed. But I also think that companies have really had to think about how they keep their employees engaged when we're not all together day to day and really thinking through that and having all of those touch points and making sure that your internal communications are consistent, that you're agile. So as things change, that you're getting that out to employees, but then making sure that it ladders back to your company's values and mission and making sure that people are still engaged and coming together behind the greater good of what the company or the brand stands for, I think has been a really, it's been a hurdle, I think, for a lot of companies to focus on that this year. How do you get to what's at the heart of employees' needs, for example, for a client? Like, it, it, does that take a lot of research or do you attribute success more to just your ability to collaborate quickly with clients? What do you think is most important? I, I mean, it really all starts with, I mean, we're communicators, right? So it starts with a conversation. And I think sometimes, 
you know, I think sometimes companies and brands, you get so in the weeds that you lose sight of the bigger picture sometimes. So I think part of our role as outside counsel is to help clients refocus on that bigger picture and refocus on, you know, I always say, and this is kind of marketing jargony, but what's your North Star? What is driving your company? What is your mission? What are your values? And really then like help clients to see the bigger picture and determine, okay, where do we need to focus based on this? Like what are the bigger issues or the challenges that we need to tackle? And it just comes from helping them understand that having a conversation and like you said, Lauren, collaborating then together to find out based on all of that, what should our plan be moving forward? Mm -hmm. And I think that really encompasses it, especially from like the messaging side of things. I think when you're thinking through like on a tactical level, how to like, once you've landed on what's your North star, as far as messages for communication, you know, it's just working with clients to identify, okay, you know, what are the platforms available for either for getting this out, whether you're thinking internally or externally, and what's the best, you know, way to communicate this as far as kind of formatting and things like that, just starting to get more granular. But I think, again, that all comes back to having conversations with your client about what's the most effective route to take for getting those messages across with the resources that they have available, or additional resources that we could potentially recommend for for helping to to get that message out there and continue to amplify it. So how do you think things are going? I mean, I think we thought for a while that this is going to be a temporary change this year that we just have to pivot a little bit, but I think we've, we've quickly realized that the trends that we've seen and the way that we're, we've adapted is something that's going to stick. How do you think that applies to the communication space looking into the next year? You know, it's been interesting to think about that. I don't know if I can necessarily hyper-focus on one thing, but I think a lot of businesses were really pushed, businesses and organizations were really pushed to expand beyond what they've been comfortable with in the past as far as communication strategies, you know, thinking, you know, even just when you start to think about, you know, your favorite restaurants that maybe didn't have like online capabilities or a very active social presence before this, like that was quickly identified as a really important way to get information and get get business and so i think a lot of of companies are really challenged to build new infrastructure as far as communication goes into what they had before and you know once you have that that capability is there and so i think that will continue to be a part of a lot of these organizations moving forward which i think you know that's a great thing i think it's been great to see the adaptability that communications can have and and how people can harness different pieces of that to to improve and to you know, pivot in light of, in light of what's happening in different situations. But I think a lot of just pieces that people have picked up as far as how to refocus the way that they do things will, will carry over now that that's a part of the way that they operate now. I think too, the larger, you know, I think working from home, whether people, you know, whether companies continue that that's going to be just their go-to moving forward, or we still have to continue doing it for however many months, Let's hope it's not all the way through 2021, but I think also thinking through and being creative on ways to make connections in a digital slash virtual space. So whether that's your messaging, if that's your content, you know, Emma mentioned social media, I think that's going to be pivotal for brands, whether it's internally or externally, that we need to find ways to 
help people connect and to have people feel connected to the company or the brand or whatever it may be in that non-face-to-face, non-person-to-person kind of contact. How do we do that through a computer screen? How do we do that through, you know, a LinkedIn post or an Instagram photo? Mm -hmm. I think that's something that companies are going to really have to continue to think about. And I think people have pivoted pretty well, Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's going to be something that you have to continue to I don't always like to use the word innovate, but it's the only one I can think of (laughs) to innovate on that Mm -hmm. um, and push the boundaries on that in 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of collaboration as a team, I would say, right? With, with all the other teams at Brannigan, it's, it's what I've, I've been saying. It's what I said in the last podcast and I'll say it again now. I think it's something that's really unique to our company is that we're able to collaborate so seamlessly with, all of the different teams. And I, I think it's obviously been a challenge while we've been at home, but we've been up to the challenge and it's, it's like you said, you have to innovate. You have to find new ways that you can work together as a team um, and ways to produce new results for clients. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I have not touched on that you'd like to share about the communications team in general at Brannigan? We're really fun and (laughs) we're amazing. Um, One thing I did want to just add on to Lauren that you made the point about our teams all in like collaborating together at Brannigan. I think, you know, obviously at Brannigan, we are a smaller communications company, but I think that idea of collaboration and integrating is also something that's going to continue to be really important moving forward are making sure that you have an integrated holistic approach to your communication. So one size does not fit all, you know, you need to to be adaptable, but to make sure that across whatever you're doing, your messaging and what you're putting out there is consistent and you're all moving forward in the same way. I think that's something also that brands have really had to look at too. Sometimes people are, you know, this is my team, this is my business unit, this is my department and this is what I'm focused on. But I think especially when there's so much externally happening, how you react to that, you need to be a united front. So I really think that different marketing practices and, you know, if it's marketing for a big company or a small company, making sure that you're all moving in the same direction and communicating the same things is going to continue to be super important too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, Got to be more difficult, especially when there are things that are constantly changing too. Do you feel like that's been something this year, especially where it's just been more difficult to drive consistency when you feel like you have less time as things are changing? I feel like I've seen a greater focus on it because you can't have the press release going out be different from you know what the social content is that day, for example. So making sure that I think companies have really taken a look at it, especially when people are working from home and there's disparities and there's, you know, disconnects maybe from not being together Mm -hmm. that there's, I think there's been a hyper focus on it from, I mean, I've seen it with some of our clients and just, we don't work on every single piece of, you know, the business sometimes, but in working with them and what they're doing internally, I feel like I've seen a, a greater focus on that this year to make sure that we're all, rowing the boat in the same direction, if you will. Mm -hmm. I concur. I concur. (laughs) 
So a final question for you two. What's your favorite part of being on Brandian's communications team? It can be anything at all. I think for me, I mean, I always, I always cap out and say like, I love the people, which I do love the people on our team, but like from a broader, from a broader focus, like the whole reason that I was interested in communications to begin with goes back to just like a a long-term fascination with storytelling for me. You know, I came into college with an interest in in writing and interest in, in storytelling overall. And being a part of, of our communications team has really given me a lot of opportunities to to do so um, and to tell other people's stories and help people get their stories out there. And that just is really what I'm most passionate about. And so I find a lot of fulfillment through the opportunity to do that through, through our company. Do you feel like every brand has a story to tell? Mm-hmm. Every brand has a story to tell. And, you know, within that, you know, so many of our clients have different layers to it. And so it's like you have larger stories, but then you have smaller stories and individual people's stories. And like so much goes into that, that it's really, I've always been really interested in like kind of digging through that and helping to, to, you know, find what are the good stories and how to make a good story. And, you know, just the whole, the whole process of that. But yeah, absolutely. What about you, Ashley? Ems, I love that answer. (laughs) My default is always the people too. I love our team. I love our comms team. I love our larger team. I was going to go with storytelling too, Emma. So now I've got to pivot because I've got to say something. No, it's consistent. See? (laughs) Going full circle. I mean, similarly, I always feel, you know, I'm like Emma. I always like to write. I was always pretty good at it. That's how I kind of gravitated toward this field. So I think it's having a creative outlet that you can take, you know, we talk about at Brannigan that we take these complex ideas because some, I mean, we have B2B clients, we have manufacturing clients, we have healthcare clients, we have clients who have these, you know, financial services, these like kind of big idea, big complex issues and things to talk about that it really is just a creative challenge to go in there, be able to distill all of that down so you can tell that, you know, complex issue. You can make it not simple, but because it's usually not simple, but you can help to tell it in a more clear, concise way to this audience or that audience. And you can do a lot of things with that one big idea. You know, I don't think a lot of people think of well, us as communicators think of it that way, but. I think people outside of communications don't really think about that. Um, so if you're like like us, we we get excited about having that creativity and that challenge of of having to do that and communicate that with whoever the audience is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love that. Well, thank you both for joining us today. Absolutely, thank, thank you. you. Learn more about Brannigan on our new website, BranniganInc.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and subscribe to our email newsletter, Brannigan Plus, for the latest. Stay tuned for new episodes of the Brannigan Podcast coming soon. Thanks for listening.